We shouldn't start a show with something about giving me shekels. Not really. Why has it been a weird week? I don't know. It's just, well, for for a start, the game we've been playing this week is fucking weird. But, well, yes. Just been just been crazy. We've had loads of shit on. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been a, a bit hefty on the old content, but you won't see some of that for a while, so. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, have you got a drink with you this week? I bought a, yeah, I have, have I, does the Pope shit in the woods. <laughs> I've got a double dragon. Oh, what's that? It's it's apparently the National Ale of Wales. Is it? Which I think is bullshit, because I think the National Ale of Wales is like Scott or... For brains or something, surely. Yeah, brains, SA or something. So this is uh, from a brewery called Felon Fold. The oldest brewery in Wales, established in 1878, the year of our Lord. (laughs) This deep copper red ale has a tangy red fruit flavour with nutty toffee overtones. It's like, do you remember when Austin Powers was drinking the shit? Oh, it's a bit nutty. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so so I always remember that whenever I read nutty. (laughs) They, They won a gold medal at the International Brewers Exhibition. The International Brewers Group Exhibition. It is, and then it goes, Geordie, Double Dragon is a truly champion ale. Hey, champion, pal. <laughs> Why, hey, man? Hey, have you been up what, to what, much? What, you, what, have you got, what have you got on? What's, uh, your, what's your, your sipage? I've just got a corona because I'm boring. <laughs> it's it's topical. It is, yeah. You know? well, nobody, it's a nobody... shit beer. It's a shit beer for shit cunts. <laughs> Thanks very much. Wow. Well, no one's buying it because of the coronavirus because they're all idiots. So. Yeah, well, that's my review. Uh, right, welcome to the 8-Bit Shit Show. Uh, this week's a weird one, as I said. Um, we're looking at a, a very strange game, so I'm just going to give you a little intro to that. And whilst this person is going to be mainly remembered for his music and some other eccentricities... Can I just ask if, when you say other eccentricities, you meant noncing off kids? <laughs> yeah, but I was trying to put it a little bit better than that. <laughs> So yeah, Michael Jackson, he did make... Everyone thought, everyone thought you were going to say Ian Ross's face. Ian Watkins, yeah. Ian Watkins made a game. Jimmy Savile, the game. Uh, this is taking a turn. So yeah, Michael Jackson, he did, aside from his music career, he made a small but quite important foray into the video gaming world. So on this episode of the 8-Bit Shit Show... We're going to be taking a look at Michael Jackson's Moonwalker on the Sega Mega Drive. Um, do, you, do you know? Do you know about his other foray into the Mega Drive? No, I didn't. That he allegedly composed the music for Sonic the Hedgehog three. Shit! No way. But then, when his serial nonsing was revealed, <laughs> they decided that they would part ways with that association. Ah, okay. What? Well, so it was never proven, or? Was it? Well, I don't know if they scrapped what he did, ah, okay. or if he just didn't get. I, I guess being Michael Jackson, as egotistical as he was, he wouldn't have done it for no credit. So mm. maybe, they just maybe I don't it. know whether he ever wrote it even, but he was involved with that project at some point. Huh. 
That's because it was, and what's ironic is that Sega were like, oh yeah, because you know Sonic's got to be super cool and super down with the kids, so we'll get fucking Michael Jackson. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Mm. Yeah. Uh, now this game though, Moonwalker. I fondly remember this from my childhood, where you know I, I used—I'm sure I had a copy of it, or I played it at my friend's house. I can't remember, but I remember really liking it. Uh, but obviously today we're going to be talking about our recent playthrough of this game and whether this game actually holds up today. Um, but what I want to do first is look back at the movie that actually spawned this game. Um, have you seen Moonwalker, Tom? I've seen it when I was a, like a, a wee a wee chap. Mm. So, I was never, even as a kid, I was never a Michael Jackson fan. It was like, he was always the, the you know, there was something off about him from day one. Yeah. I was never like, a huge me wrong, fan. The, 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 mu- the music's like, his music can be pretty good at points, mm. but it's like, it's overrated in a lot of ways. And he's just weird, like weird as fuck. Even as a kid, I was like, I wouldn't go near him. <laughs> You're switched on, man. I quite like yeah. some of his tunes. Um a Moonwalker's basically, it's described as a 1988 American experimental anthology musical film starring Michael Jackson. Now, already that sounds... Just, that's like, such a crock of shit, isn't it? Such a mess, isn't it? Um, and this film cost about $22 million to make, and it recouped about $67 million, despite apparently it going straight to video in, in a lot of places. I wonder how much of that $22 mil was Jacko's salary. <laughs> a lot. Um, now the film's obviously named after his famous dance technique, the moonwalk. Um, it doesn't have a continuous narrative. This film, it's largely made up of a load of his music videos. And then it goes on into a really, really weird featurette where basically a guy called Mr. Big played by Joe Pesky of all people. With Pesci. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, do you call him Pesky? That no, sounds it's Pesci. Like, <laughs> sounds like Scooby-Doo would be after him. Yeah, it's Pesky kids. <laughs> oh, those kids again. Um, so it turns out Joe Pesci wants to sell drugs to kids and take over the world. Um, Is it Rehypnol? <laughs> probably, if MJ's involved. Um, well, MJ's the hero in this. He's tasked to go and save these kids, and he travels across all sorts of weird scenarios and time zones. Um and at some points in the film, he basically, he turns into an animated rabbit riding a motorbike. He turns into a car, a giant robot and a spaceship. It's really strange. It's a fucking mess. But that's what spawned this game. So I wanted to give a little background to it. It's, it's one of them that only purely exists because of the name that's attached to it. Yeah. Um, it actually had uh, quite a good director I, I forget his name but he was um he was the director of all the superman films or writer i should say sorry he was the writer for the superman okay. films um but yeah the, the description of the film it's messy as hell and i was interested to look at that and find out how the hell a game was made about this because it's such a weird concept for a film so um should we take a look at the back of the box quote and dive into the game <laughs> do you want to read this Michael! Katie's voice rings out. You found her, but more children are still lost. Can you stop the psycho mastermind, Mr. Big, and his goon squad before they kidnap all the kids? You can if you're Michael Jackson. Moonwalk on muggers, lean on meanies and pop the punks. Outfight, outjump, outdance, move like only Michael can to beat a smooth criminal, beat it, Billy Jean, and bad, and ultimately capture all the kids for your reward. <laughs> I, may, I may have edited that last bit, but that's essentially what you do in the game. Yes, it is. Um... There's not much to the background of this game, is there? 
It's, no, it was um, it was one of them games that was just just exists because you know Michael Jackson was attached to it. He actually, if you look at the credits for the game at the end, he came up with the game concept and design. He's credited for that. So he basically said to someone, "I'm on it. I, I want a game," and then it happened. They just yeah got a developer, got got it set up, and got it. Who who devved it? It was uh, made. It was published and developed by Sega. Uh, and this came published out... by US Gold, actually. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. I thought it was published by Sega as well. Um, okay. This was the only proper console it was on, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like was... It was on those all the weird consoles that no one has, but there was also a um, an arcade version, um, but it was completely separated from this. Um, but this this Sega version came out in 1990. There's not an awful lot to no, say. It did, it did. It did come out on the Master System. I wasn't aware of that. Okay. It was developed by Emerald Software, according to this. Hmm. I may have got my facts. But they're wrong. also a publisher. Well, I don't know because it's it's one of them that this has been ported and twisted and developed into all sorts of um terrible things. And once again, the Mega Drive version is the better version. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, this came out full two years after the film as well. <laughs> Emerald Software Industry Video Games Fate Bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Wiki's savage. Wow. Um, so the story of this game, um, it's not big, and it's not clever. The premise of the film it, it ties in loosely with the overarching sub uh, plot of the the film, where Mister Big has captured a load of kids and he's seemingly hidden them in strange places, um, behind doors, in weird, weird places. Yeah. Um, and it's up to Michael Jackson to go and find all these kids. So it ties in with the film in that respect, but it's very loose and the plot isn't... There's no story to this, this game. No, this is basically Michael Jackson looking for kids whilst other adults try to stop him. <laughs> so as I summarise it from the start, it's, it's, it's so fucking inappropriate. Yeah, I think when it came out in 1990, uh, it, obviously the connotations... And that, that kind of thing was acceptable. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, just when <laughs> he wasn't really at being outed at that point, was Back he? Back in the good old days. <laughs> when you could look for kids as much as he wanted. Um... <laughs> oh, God. This is such a, a weird subject to cover. But, uh, yeah, back then there weren't the same connotations, so I don't think it was read into as much when it first came out. Um, let's jump in on the gameplay on this, because that's where most of this uh, episode is going to feature, I think. It's... Yeah, so the gameplay is focused on capturing, cap, uh, finding those kidnapped children. It's de- no, it's definitely capturing. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep hammering this point home. You walk around, you open doors, and there are cowering children behind the doors. Then they go, Michael! You stand, they stand up and you thrust into their face. I was going to say, yeah. All of these children resemble one of the kids from the film as well called Katie. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're all of these... So every every kid you rescue looks like her. Um there's no variation whatsoever, and they're scattered through. Do you think this game is a representation of her PTSD from the night she spent at Neverland? What, like a recurring nightmare? Yeah, like she keeps going to different cupboards and hiding, and then keeps finding Jacko it. comes out and chucks sprinkles at her. Thrusts at her. <laughs> mm. Maybe. It's Maybe a... it's a lot deeper than we realise. It's an interesting concept. Um, wouldn't be that surprising either. But, but essentially, you are looking for these children in various places and they're hidden in places like behind doors, seemingly in cupboards in window behind windows inexplicably. 
Yeah, like uh, on like the third floor as well. You open the window there outside, like <laughs> like fucking Salem's Lot or something. <laughs> They're hiding in bushes, and this is the best one inside car boots on one of the levels. Yeah, that's when it gets really dodgy. That's dark, isn't it? You couldn't make it up. Um, and many of these places that you look for them actually turn out to be empty. Um, and some of these behind some of these doors or windows or whatever. You'll also get enemies jumping out at you and attack you. Well, there's bombs as well, which you can't avoid. That pisses me off because when you're opening the car boot levels and you, the only way to beat the level without getting hit is to memorise exactly where the bombs are and where the kids are. Mm. It's, yeah, and there's so many doors. But luckily, when you do find a kid, it, it it reduces you. It does, yeah. So this game, how does it play, Tommy? Um, how did you find it? Um, So... You, you walk around. I, I like he starts the level and he comes in and he's like flicks the coin into the jukebox and then you get the really cool music. Oh, it's the coolest bit about this game. Yeah, but yeah, like fucking chip tune versions of Michael Jackson songs. But you you walk, but you don't walk. You kind of mince around, like doing the the Jacko strut. Yeah, and and you kick, but you kick like you know when you see a horse that's like. Doing a bit of dressage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kind of kicks like that where like the knee comes up first. And it, it makes it super inaccurate, but it doesn't really matter because you don't actually kick the enemies. You fire little sprinkles off your feet at them <laughs> and gives you a little bit of range on the kick. That's quite good. And it's all good until there's like dogs later where you actually lift your leg over the dogs and don't really kick them. Mm. Um, so you walk around, every level consists of You'll be in a different area, but the whole thing is just to find the same girl over and over again, like terrorize her and ruin her life. <laughs> and then there'll be matching like one or two enemy types in each level that will try and stop you. And they all pretty much just take one hit of sprinkles to to kill. <laughs> one and hit. then occasionally there'll be like a woman will step out and be like, yo, Jacko, leave those kids alone. <laughs> like some Pink Floyd versus Michael Jackson. Nice. And then you do like a little twirl to get past her. Yeah, it's and, super weird. And then you then you find the kids and then you like thrust in their face and it regenerates your health. Um so yeah, the the the, the way he everything moves because it's like the animation's quite cool. He's like spins and f- does these everything's a dance move, isn't it, in the game? Mm, yeah. But it makes it a little awkward to know exactly where you're hitting and kicking at the same time. I but don't... yeah, the animation's kind of cool. Gameplay is a bit shit. Like, yeah, let's be it is. It's very repetitive. I mean, extremely repetitive. You don't do... Yeah, like every single bit is the same. Yeah. Every single bit is the same. Yeah, there's no variation to the levels. I mean, there's... Going upstairs is really difficult. Yeah, I mean, that's a sign of those the games from around that time anyway. But uh, one cool bit on one of the levels is like it mirrors the, the film really well where like uh, on the first one where he's in that like club and uh, he, he has to do that twirl and the, the stairs come down. The six out of ten club. <laughs> yeah, he's not in there. Owned by Kenneth Fox. He will never be in there. He's um, hidden all the children. <laughs> Don't bring Ken so in. Come in, children. You can hide from Jacko in here. Oh, God. <laughs> Ken's going to love that. <laughs> I don't think Ken listens to uh, this show because he, he he doesn't like any games older than like current gen. True, true. We're safe. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's some bits which do mirror the film quite well. Um, but basically, Jack Jacko's standard attack, as you say, fires sprinkles out of his feet. He can also crouch and punch. He can jump. I like that they're officially sprinkles now as well. Sprinkles, sparkles. I think we'll go with sprinkles. 
It, well, sprinkles, definitely sprinkles. <laughs> Jacko sprinkles on the children. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you you mince around the levels as you said. <laughs> you can you can basically do a special attack as well by hitting A and yeah, but the special attacks use up your health meat. Yeah, so you don't use them very often, but they're the coolest attacks to do. Um, yeah, he like chuck, spins around, chucks his hat from like behind his back. And if you hold it long enough, yeah, you can get the enemies around you to form an impromptu '80s flash mob. That eventually... Which, when we go when we go through the levels, I will talk about the fact that on the graveyard level, you get the zombies to dance with you, and they do the thriller dance, and they don't play thriller. It's yeah, we'll talk about that in they a play, bit. Like, beat it or something. Yeah, but um, it's cool. It's a cool feature, and and that dance eventually kills them. So, um, yeah. As you said, that drains your health, but the finding the kids puts your health back so up. Did, so. did you capture any shooting stars? Once, yeah, by accident. <laughs> How weird did that were you then? Well, yeah, I didn't know what had happened. I didn't even know I caught a shooting star. I had to Google what. You I'd turned done. into like Jackobot. Yeah, it's called. He's called Mega Michael. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, he needed a weirder name. Ooh, I bet he has a giant metal penis. <laughs> Come here, kids. Um, <laughs> You can turn into Mega Michael by catching that comet anyway, and what he does is fly around and shoot lasers out of his eyes. But it's crap because he can't capture kids at that time. No, so so you 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 this is pointless. So like you can just clear the one screen of enemies, and then you're waiting to capture kids. Yeah, it's it's a bit pointless because um, the enemies respawn anyway. So um, I think it's very funny when you read that the game design was actually it was designed by jackson as well yeah like how fucking insane he is as a human being <laughs> all of this comes from his brain so yeah like well and probably some from his balls as well i think but he's like i'm gonna make a game i've got money so this can happen so what's it gonna be about it's gonna be about me rescuing children and i dance everywhere I throw my hat at people, then get everyone else to dance, and i turn into a giant robot and then we'll talk about the last level when we get there but jesus I know, yeah. Oh, God. Cool fact that I've got down here. If you continue to hold the kick button and move backwards, he actually does his moonwalk. Yeah, there's a lot of stupid nonsense in here, moves that don't matter. Like, you, if you press up, you do, like, his jazz hands. Yeah, it's it, which does nothing except a dance. So, Well, it makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. So I did that quite a lot. At the end of each level, uh, Michael's chimp bubbles will appear. Um, oh yeah, this is also fucking weird. Point at the boss. Yeah, so he points where you need to go to get to the end of the level, which is some some random point in the in the monster. Yeah, it's just level. like has to be on a very specific point as well. Yeah, um, it's never that clear. And once you have where you, whenever you reach, then where this monkey's pointing to, Mister Big turns up and says, "You'll never catch me," and buggers off. And you never do. No, no, you never end up. So he was me. right. <laughs> There's a sort of boss fight then when he buggers off. Um, it's more of a little mob thing, isn't it? Yeah, so screen's flooded by swarms of that level's enemies, or sometimes there's like one enemy which is a bit harder than the others, but it's it's basically just a a swarm of of them piling onto the screen, so it's never that challenging. Um, your summary that I've uh, noted down that you said to me when we were playing it is, he grabs his crotch and throws sprinkles. Overall, it's very disturbing. I think that's yeah, about I mean, right. I can't say much more than that, really. No, I think that about sums everything up. Um, 
we touched on it, but the music and graphics in this are both pretty good, I think. Um, I think the I think visually the design's actually quite lacking because of the lack of enemy little enemy variety. Yeah, but the enemies that are there are quite well designed. I think. I think the you know it looks quite it's colourful. It's quite nice. I think looks wise, it's it's average at best. Okay. But I think music wise, it's very cool because Michael Jackson had to have a lot of good soundtracks to entice the children, <laughs> like the like the Pied Piper. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. That's... It's like the Pied Piper of the eighties. That should be his new uh, his new moniker. He's no longer the King of Pop. <laughs> the, pie, the, the Pied the Pied Piper of the eighties. Because the Pied Piper was a paedophile, right? I assume so. He, what did he do? Play a pan pipe to little kids? Yeah, he went round with a whistle attracting kids and then took them off into the woods. And <laughs> I'm not and sure that's accurate. sold them to Michael Jackson. <laughs> what that were was they my ring? interpretation. Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Uh, again, covering new ground as we always do. Um, yeah, so I, I think... I apologise to the paedophile community. Don't do that. For if we're mis- misrepresenting you in this mm. show. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, so, yeah, music and graphics, I just wanted to cover briefly because the songs are really good on this. Let's let's look at the levels. Level one, Club 30. Yeah, yeah Smooth Criminal. Cool. I, I love that they actually managed to get Alien Ant Farm to do the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, because they did that song, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Yeah, man. Uh, so on this level, you're in the club. It's got four tiers, which you can go up and down using stairs. Um, well, but one of them you have to... There's a loft stair that you can only access by doing jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. That's the bit I was on about. That's in the film. Um, that happens. Well, he doesn't do jazz hands to get the stairs down, but those stairs are in it, and he, they kind of descend with him as he's walking through the level. So it's kind yeah. of there. Uh, I mean, this looks like a good club. I'd, I'd, I'd take a beer here. Yeah, they've got loads of pool tables. A piano. Yeah, he flicks the coin in the jukebox side. That's quite, that's quite cool. When he first walks in, there's no music, and he like flicks the coin, and then it comes in. The music starts, and he starts walking like a complete like hooligan. Yeah, it's taken directly from the uh, Smooth Criminal music video. Um, that's exactly what happens in that. It's, it's the coolest bit of the game. Uh, so in here, you've got <laughs> the first three seconds. <laughs> yeah. After, that, after that, you can turn it off. Pretty much. Gangsters are in here. They can punch and kick you. Some of them got guns. There's women who try and stop you getting the kids. Um, that's about it. It's, yeah, it's a cool level. The music's cool. This is the best level on the game, in my opinion. Um, because after that, it gets very repetitive. I think level two is the best level in on around the game. Go on, why? What's the best? What's well, because it's got cool fucking cars. True. It's all blue. So I like I like the blue. Okay, I don't know. I just like it. I thought it, it made me laugh a lot more because you were getting kids out of cars. <laughs> um, but you also had like the elevators and oh yeah, it was yeah. a little bit more variety because each level is split into three stages, as it were. Yeah. So what is it like fifteen levels on the game or mm-hmm. something? Yep. Um, and I found that level two, each stage there was more variety between the stages. Than on the others. That's true. You've so got... the one is that level two is outside the club, and the club is much smaller from the outside than it is on the inside. 
uh, and the first of those levels is yeah outside the club going into the car park then the next one's more in the car park and then you're back on the streets and jumping up buildings and stuff with a robocop versus terminator vibe on the last one true yeah okay yeah that level's pretty cool you got thugs in leather jackets who come after you there's police or soldiers who are in black riot gear and they've got automatic you know something weapons. looking at these screenshots is why, why i never realized or understood on this game i know it was an arcade game but why there was a score i don't understand why objective-based games like this necessitate a score no well it's, it's not a high score game is it it's just no need there's, no it's a it's a capture the kids game <laughs> that which classic. you know it's a it's a niche genre it's a classic genre yeah um yeah, there's no there's no reason to have a high score because no, you're not like looking to beat it at any point, right? Uh-huh. Beat it, right? <laughs> Which is incidentally the song on this level. Thank you. And it's uh, yeah. Now, what is that song about? Because I've always questioned the phrase "beat it." It's not about beating himself off. Just putting that out there. As far as I know, <laughs> yeah, it could well be. <laughs> so it's gangsters, isn't it? That's why there's thugs on this. Uh, thugs in leather jackets. It's a music video. So after after you've caught the kids in the club mm-hmm. and you've caught the kids out of the boot of the car, where'd you take them? <laughs> Level three, the woods. Oh, it's getting worse, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, what I don't understand about this level is you're fighting zombies and the tune they picked was Another Part of Me. Presumably, they couldn't license Thriller, I don't know. But why doesn't... Like, if Michael Jackson was so... He, like, made the game... Why didn't he just say, oh, that's mine? I guess, I don't know how music works. I'm not, I guess you sell shit to people. I don't know. Well, they couldn't get it anyway, so they put another part of me on. Um, whatever. Uh, but there's zombies in this and there's, uh, And there's kids in the bushes. That's it, yeah. And they're behind gravestones, which, why, why are there gravestones in the woods? Why can you move all the gravestones as well? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a weird level. It's, it's my least favorite in the game. This level's a little altered beast for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. It's there's not no fun. there's no the, the level design, the background is just black. You've got the two the two levels, you can jump up to the top and down to the bottom, but it's yeah, it's pretty wank to be fair. Yeah. We'll move on from that. Level four, the cavern. This is one of the most varied in terms of enemies. It's got spiders. This is I think the in the story when you're taking the kids down to feed to the the, the mother pedophile. <laughs> Like you've captured them now and you're taking them back through the woods down to the cave and then you have to take them back to the, the big boss. Zimaza land. Uh, spiders are here. There's some police and soldiers again for no reason. And there's also zombies in here. So there's a, there's a healthy mix of enemies, but there's no sense for them being there. Uh, you start to get the repetitive, like the repeat nature of enemies in this area, don't you? I was area, bored by this point, Tom. I was like, fucking hell, how much more of this? I stopped. This is as far as I got. And I was like, yeah, nah. Yeah, I love. You know, when when we started this, I was like up the ass of finishing every game we started, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, if I'm halfway through and it's just crap, then that's enough. I don't think with this game you need to finish it to understand. No, it's like all you're doing is seeing different palette swaps and different different levels. It's actually like the game reminds me a bit of Altered Beast out of all the ones we played. Yeah, I was it's thinking. a bit better. Yeah, like it plays better, and Jacko's like a normal size on the screen mm-hmm. until he turns into a robot, and then it gets really altered beast. Yeah. Mm. Um. 
But uh, yeah, so th- that's that level. Once you come out of there, you get to the final level, uh, which is the enemy hideout. And this is basically... It's like a scrap brain zone from Sonic, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like a metallic sort of... It, it's, it's like a, a sort of... It's always... Video games from the 90s always ended in some kind of factory, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Like, you went... You always It was always that same loop, wasn't it? You'd be somewhere recognisable to start with. Mm-hmm. Then there might be the woods or something in the middle. Then it would get like more organic spooky. Yeah. Like if you think Sonic, like Labyrinth Zone and this stuff. And then it's like end factory. Yeah, that's true, like, actually. Metallic and robotic. There was so much of that stuff. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, so this is like Mr. Big's evil lair, basically, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, if, evil, if Mr. Big was into just manufacturing processes. <laughs> It's got some production lines going on for kid capture. Uh, this introduces a new gameplay mechanic, mm-hmm. the teleporting pad. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it doesn't really... It doesn't change anything, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, a new mechanic. Does it? No, it doesn't affect the game. The tune on this is bad. Oh, and by the way, the tune in the cavern was Billie Jean. So, and they're both pretty good. Yeah, and B- Billie Jean's a good, it's a good rendition of Billie Jean, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And bad is actually... I mean, I've got to hand it to Jacko, because, like, he made some fucking ace music. Like, this is where he's better than um, Ian Watkins. <laughs> I think, yeah, I agree. I wonder how, ma- how many episodes it takes me for, t- for me to, like, bit by bit alienate every group or person well, in the world if there's a group to, to alienate i'm happy for us to do the, the yeah but there's don't forget the group that is like no michael jackson's never been proven to have done anything wrong mm. yeah but they're all they're the hardcore fans they won't care they don't care about this um the rendition of bad in this level is i think it's the second worst iteration after the one in the the woods um it's all right but there's billy jean and, and smooth criminal are the best um yeah, and that, that's the five levels. And then, Tom, we come to the... It goes weird as fuck now, doesn't it? Yeah. So you, you you get to that level. There's no boss still, is there? There's nope. the same shit. And then you turn... So remind me what the process of what happens here. You turn into a robot thing again. So basically, yeah, you... you but then you you're in a level called Michael's Battle Plane. Mm-hmm. So in the film, he turns into this spaceship and chases Mr. Big into space. And so that's what they've tried to incorporate here. But it's... You, you get into some like first person, it's not a first person, like a cockpit view shooty game. Mm-hmm. Incoming message. No. <laughs> it's. <laughs> yeah, it just says that on the screen for no reason. Who would bother to type that? <laughs> Mr. Big is running away from you. In this a um, has big vibes of all your base are belong to us. Oh, yeah. It does. <laughs> it's a so shit yeah, like a, t- a total like kind of shocker. Like, let's try. I guess this is the boss, yeah, of the game. But it, I don't really know what to say about it. You just flip into this like sprite-based cockpit view where you're shooting down Mister Big's plane, which looks incredibly like a Robotnik invention. Yes, it does. With more green, because Robotnik didn't really like green. If you noticed, it was yes. Yeah, maybe because all the levels were green, so they had to make his palettes stand out. And then you beat him, and then it says congratulation. <laughs> <laughs> Big congratulation! 
Uh, and that's when I laugh because I watch the credits and I see created by and designed by and everything. Michael Jackson did everything. Jesus Christ. Willed into existence by. Yeah, this whole game is a mess. It's like about as much of a mess as the film is. Um, it makes absolutely no sense. Although the context of it today makes more sense than it probably did back then. Um, but 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 I didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it either. I think I, first... I smiled a lot, and a lot of that was like disbelief. <laughs> I was like, oh, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I think when we were playing through this together, you know, there was some of the funniest gaming moments we've had on this. Um, it's it's unbelievable what they managed to put in this, given what we know about him now. Um, how was this received publicly? Mixed to positive, but then these were reviews of the different uh, ports and stuff. But uh, the Spectrum version was um, compared to Gauntlet and Operation Wolf, saying it was well animated and a surprising amount of fun. I think that is the key, isn't it? Yeah, it's a surprising amount of fun because all the parts of this should add up to it shouldn't be fun at all. No. But it was all right. Megatech said the Mega Drive version was an addictive platform game that had excellent graphics. Now, I, I want to say that the graphics were on the good side, but the Mega Drive looked like a lot of Mega Drive games looked pretty good. Where, where this stood out and what made Aladdin so great when we, we um, mentioned that is the animation. Yeah, is that the fluidity of the movement? It's got. It's no other game looks like this. You see, you can see a silhouette version of this game. You will recognize it straight away because he looks and moves like Michael Jackson. He does, and that looks like a Michael Jackson music video. Yeah, it's impressive. That side of it's very impressive. Um, I don't think it's an addictive platformer at all. It's not. No, it's it gets the plat. It's barely a platformer for a start. <laughs> like I mean, with the platform, there's platforming elements, but it's not a platformer in the way that. I mean, we just played a fucking Mega Man a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. That's a platformer. Exactly. Uh, it's an action platformer, but this is not a platformer. This is a side-scrolling sprinkle-em-up <laughs> with platforming elements and groin thrusting. I mean, it's, it's kind of genre free. It's a bit of a beat-em-up, I guess, is the closest thing I can think, yeah. like a 2D beat-em-up. Because oh. you wouldn't say Streets of Rage is a platformer. No. I mean, or, uh, maybe not Streets of Rage because there really is no platforming in that, but Golden Axe. There's a little bit in that. Like you, you've got the different levels as the way you have in this, but it's not a platformer. It's a beat em up. Yep. I think this is best described as a beat em up. Or a head, a head butt em up, if you're playing. <laughs> yeah. Just a little dwarf dude. So I think the takeaways from this are that it's a very strange game with a very strange premise based on a strange man and a strange film. Um,. There are some take. I think you're. I think you're being too too kind. I'm being p- PC on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we set the tone now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a fucking weird film about Michael Jackson hunting for kids across various levels. It's weird, but if we take away those elements just for a moment, you do have a game that's quite fun to play for about an hour. It's instantly recognisable based on a hugely hugely popular thing at the time. Yeah, I think so. It's like, it, what year was this again? 1990. 1990. Yeah. Yeah, so this I mean th- and it really like 
it feels like a proper love child of the 80s and 90s together. It does. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a, a very transitional period of of just everything the way it plays, looks, what it's about, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of cool and it's it's got a lot of um it's going to have a lot of nostalgia for people. Not necessarily just as a video game, but people who were just around in that time because it kind of captures I remember I was 5 in 1990. But this MJ had relevance really till I was probably 10 or 12. And then he kind of became a bit of a, only the hardcore liked him. But I play this and it feels a bit like my childhood. Not in the way that I was hiding in a cupboard and a strange man took me out and thrust it in my face. But there's a lot there that kind of reminds me of that, of that time. Yeah, there is. Because it, it feels like movies of that time. It was a big thing about making movies set in the 50s then. Mm. And you know, you look at all the cars and the, the the visual stars of the films, the club and the outdoor area. It feels like all of them great films. It's like a mix match of all those genres, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's a bit of a pastiche. It, it, good word, <laughs> great word. <laughs> we pulled that out the bag. And I can be proud. I'll be editing his. I might add that into one of his docs. Nice. Stick a pastiche in there. Uh, I think the music and graphics are pretty good. So as we said, the well, the music's great. Um, but I don't think this game really has stood the test of time in terms of its gameplay. It's just not fun to play. Um, I think it's. Um, I think it didn't. It's not. We, we we quite often look at this and go, "Did it stand the test of time?" And sometimes it's worth saying, "Was it even any good anyway?" Regardless of the test of time. I don't know. It's a hard one to say because I remember enjoying this game a lot. Um, but whether I got very far in it, I don't know. Well, before we do rate this, could you conjure the spirit of Griff Reese Jones and remind everybody of the 8-bit shit scale? Mainly me, because I'm missing a few entries on it. Uh, I will have to dig it out. I've forgotten it. <laughs> for This is the, the 8-bit shit scale for and on behalf of the People's Democratic Republic of Wales. Ah, yes, of course. So the 8-bit shit scale, uh, if something is very poor, then we rate it as proper naff. If it's average, then it's all right. And if it's brilliant, it's banging. In between those, it's either proper tidy or a bit shit. Where would you put this, Tom? It's a bit shit. What do you think? How do you rank it? I think think it's a bit shit. Did, did, did you not get me? We, did we have a technical glitch? I think we did, yeah. I didn't hear you. Oof. Wow. Okay. Oof. Well, in um, true shit show fashion, I won't bother editing that out. I think it's a bit shit. Okay. I was going to say it's all right. But yeah, having discussed it with you over, over this show, I think bit shit is the right rating for it. So there you go. It's official. Okay, that was another episode of That 8-Bit Shit Show. Uh, thanks for joining us. You can find all of our pods, links, shows, everything on our website at happyhourgaming.net. Come and speak to us on Twitter at Happy Gaming Hour. Uh, get involved in our Discord. The link for that is on our website. Um, come and get involved. Chat to us, as always. Suggest games for us to play. Talk to us about any of the episodes that you've listened to. Anything you want us to, to get on with. Or just if you want to chat to us and tell us we're great. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. Or, or, yeah, or, or phone up and recommend beer. 
Well, don't phone me, actually. Don't fucking phone me. <laughs> that's that's not that's not permissible. But you can send me one of them internet messages and recommend me a beer and where I can get it. Yeah, do that. Okay, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again next time. Thanks, Tom. <laughs>